If you've been following along and have never joined a design bootcamp, I'm going to encourage you to sign up. It's five hours of workshops and we have live versions going on often so you can come and ask questions. Go to www.designsuitecourses.com slash design bootcamp. If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Let's talk about evoking a feeling in your design work or your artwork. Okay, so there are lots of ways to do it, but today I want to talk about the three ways that I think really have the most impact in your artwork, design work, or your craft, like projects, whatever you're doing. I think these three things can really change the feeling. And we know for a fact that this is true. When I do like an an SVG project and I do it in one color scheme, and then I see someone build it in a totally different color scheme or style, like it evokes a different feeling, right? Bright, happy things make us feel happy, right? Um, like smoldering, toned down things have a totally different feeling. It can maybe feel more restful or it can give us a feeling of peacefulness. So when we are choosing our, our well, lots of things, right? Then it will evoke a certain feeling. So here are three things I think help. So let's start with number one, which is color. So color is an obvious thing, right? I was just even really talking about it. And I've been thinking a lot about it because if you listen to a couple of episodes back, I have been working on my most recent fabric line. I have changed the colors multiple times. At first, I wanted the line to be very, very bright. It was kind of the feeling I was trying to evoke was this like super bright um, scheme. And as I have moved forward in the line, I find myself toning down the colors a lot. In fact, it had a lot of white in it, and now the line is devoid of white. In fact, I'm using a cream because I wanted this like darker tone to it. Um, and that's because I was working on that feeling, right? Now, it doesn't mean the line couldn't go bright, but right now for a hot second, I'm kind of liking the mood of it. And so we've gone with more creams instead of whites. Um, And so that's just one example of how I've used color to change things. Instead of using a pink that's like a bubblegum pink, which is like very, very like lighthearted and youthful, I went with this more blushy, pink that actually has um, a lot of gray inside of it and a little more coral, more on the red versus the purple side. And so when you change up color, it totally evokes a different feeling, right? The second thing that I think makes a huge difference is texture. Okay. Now, when I say texture, I really also mean the lack of texture. You know, when we're designing in Illustrator, if we're designing online on the computer, things can be very, very flat. That has a very modern feel to it, a very clean feel, 
organized are words that come to mind. When we add textures to things, and I'm thinking about paintings you would see in a museum, you would see all these wonderful textures to it and it would evoke a different feeling, right? It would maybe feel more traditional. It would maybe feel older. It would maybe feel like a certain style, okay? So once we start adding textures to thing, um, like think about, so I owned a coloring book company for a while and in that company we would do all these different things with crayons, colored pencils, and when we did those things, it had a different feeling because of the texture it was evoking, okay? The last thing is, um, it's kind of a funny word. It's not like color and texture. It's like a totally <laughs> different word, but I think it makes a huge difference to the way you are building a design or drawing an art or making, um, making a project, and that is, reference. Okay, now what do I mean by reference? Um, what I mean by reference is when we start producing art and we start putting things in it that has a reference. So um, maybe I decide, this is one of my projects for my master's degree. I did a, um, a handmade book. I did a Coptic bind on it. If you aren't familiar with bookmaking, you can go look up what a Coptic bind is. So I made this Coptic bound book. It was for Italy. I was going to Italy with my sister and I wanted to build this like planner book. The outside of it, I printed, I had done this, um, I had managed to draw in Illustrator these like super duper crazy layers to make it look old and vintage. And the typeface I had on the top was just like a sans serif, like, um, like a Helvetica, like a really clean sans serif, okay? When my professor looked at it, he said to me, Karina, why did you use a sans serif? He was like, this is like a vintage book. And I was like, you're totally right. And at the time I was learning typography, I ended up teaching typography um, at the University of Minnesota. And um, I was like, you're right, why did I cho chose that? Because the two different things, they clashed. I wasn't referencing correctly. Um, so I changed the font to, I believe it, I ended up changing it to Bodoni or Bembo. I think Bodoni, because Bodoni is an old Italian typeface. It's quite old. And it made sense with the vintage feel of the cover that I created. It had a sand serif. It, um, it had very, very thin serifs on it. Um, it was very light. Anyway, so it fit perfectly. And it was a reference. It helped continue to reference this vintage feeling because it was such an old typeface. So when we reference things in our work, maybe some no one's going to look at that book, right? They're not going to look at that book and go, oh my gosh, she used that old font from the 1700s or 1800s. I can't remember when. I should have looked that up before I started this episode. Um when this typeface came out, but you go look at the typeface and you go, that feels a certain way because maybe you've seen it used in other things. So those references are there in the back of our minds and they come up again and again and again. Think of something that you've seen and you were like, that was a reference to X, Y, and Z. And so since you have some previous feelings about X, Y, and Z, you then bring those feelings over into the new work that you're producing. Does that make sense? Um, I think reference is kind of everything. I think color, 
texture. I think those two things really contribute. But when we start referencing things, which we do a lot in this day and age, because it feels like everything's been done. When we start referencing things, that's when we take those preconceived notions and we bring it into the work that we're working on. And you see this like not just in art and design, you see this everywhere in all sorts of things. So um, I want you to be thinking of that when you're trying to evoke a feeling in your, either your artwork, your crafting project, or your design work. And this can be in any of those things, it can show up, okay? All right, you guys, I'm so glad you came. If you have not signed up for my most recent design boot camp, you are missing out. Come join me to learn about fabric design, paper design, um, all the strategies that I've used to make it as a designer that I know you can use as well. I know you can use as well, which people are like, how do you know? And I was like, because I wasn't a designer to begin with. I was in business and communications, and that's what I thought I loved. And then I ended up somehow in design. And we'll talk more about that in Design Bootcamp, but that's how I know. I didn't think of myself as particularly artistic. I still don't, but I do think of myself as um, a creative. I'm absolutely creative, and I know you are too. So come join me if you are interested in that, and I will see you guys soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.